0: Hi everyone, welcome to my channel. This is Autumn Bardot and today we're going to learn about body symbolism. You know symbols are important. So you've all heard the term a, a body is a temple. We've all heard that expression and everybody knows that a temple is a place of worship, a place to access the divine. So maybe you're part divine. Anyway, it should come no surprise to you then that body parts are symbolic and have been since pretty much the beginning of time. So when you create your character, you might want to ask yourself what part of their body because remember you, you get to create them, can I give something to that character, that's gonna make it just reveal a little bit more about the character's needs, their personalities, their, their proclivities, what's going on deep inside of them. So the first thing we're gonna discuss is the head, the cabeza, okay? The, the most important, I guess, thing about the head is that it is the place of reason, wisdom, intellect, and also spirituality. The head is equated with authority and power. Think of heads of states and heads of corporations. A bowed head is a sign of respect. Tilts, nods, shakes, all of these are powerful communicators. And we had many headed gods, right? That had different personalities. Think of Shiva and Hikate and Brahma and Janus. They all had multiple heads. And I also want you to think of all the phrases that we actually use that have head in them. They're heads up, head over heels, head off, head of state, head man, beat it in your head, bang your head against a brick wall, head and shoulders above the rest, head of the household, heads will roll, bury your sand in the head, and turn something on its head. So you can see how all of those phrases, if you think about the head being symbolic of reason, wisdom, intellect, and spirituality. How those all play into that, into the meaning of the symbolic meaning of head. The next thing we're going to talk about is hair. Hair was usually like divine power and virility or femininity. Okay, It meant inner and physical toughness. When Delilah snapped off Samson's stress um, tresses, he she greatly reduced his physical strength. So cutting the hair was often a sign of sacrifice or of surrender. In modern times, a wooden, woman cutting her hair is, is an act of rebellion and it shows her that she's not going to be restricted to feminine roles or expectations. So that's what we kind of see from that. Um, and Mary Magdalene's long flowing hair was a sign of immoral behavior. I'm going to give you phrases with each one. Hey, Your hair stands on end, a bad hair day, you know what that means. Hair of the dog, a hair's breath, to let your hair down, hair up your <clears throat> ass, okay, get out of my hair, hair raising, flowers in your hair, and tear out your hair. So what kind of hair will your characters have? Can you, can, well it's going to be disheveled, is it going to be coiffed? We look at people, and we ourselves look at people and make instant judgments, and you can do that for your characters as well. Whether they actually indicate their personality or it's ironic is up to you. The next thing we're going to be talking about is ears, okay? They are equated with seashells or the spiral because of the shape. They're associated with birth because karma was born from his mother's ears and long ears are actually linked to wisdom in Buddhism. The satyr's large pointed ears reflect his sexual and sensual nature. I don't think we equate that with ears anymore. So if you have a character with big ears, are you cluing the reader into the fact that they're good listeners? Or is it ironic because they don't pay attention to anybody? And they don't listen, okay? Here's a few ear phrases, cute as a bug's ear. Do bugs have ears? Ears are burning. My ears are ringing. ears are red. Your ears are flapping. Okay, my ears have never flapped in their life. So, hmm. Okay, I'm all ears, means you're ready to listen, right? You bend your ear, play it by ear, goes in one ear and out the other, keep an ear to the ground, turn a deaf ear and fall on deaf ears. All of those equate it with, you know, not just hearing, but understanding and ears, I think, probably are the trickiest. Next one we're going to discuss is nose. A nose is knowing. It's intrusiveness and meddlesome behavior and personality. In early days, it was valued by men for finding food. Nose is also a phallic symbol and you're thinking, yeah, no, I don't think so. Think about Cyrano de Bergeac. Mm-hmm. a nose that, lie, that grows, of course, indicates a lie, and that's courtesy of Pinocchio, and a turned up nose mm-hmm, displays contempt. So think of the nose phrases that we know, led by the nose, nose out of joint, you don't see further than your nose. You have your nose in the air. You keep your nose clean. You cut off your nose despite your face. You're on the nose. It's right under your nose. You can rub somebody's nose in it. You can stick your nose into something. You can have a nose for something. I think I said that already. What kind of nose is your character gonna have? And is it gonna be linked to some part of their personality? If they have a big nose, are they always going to be sticking their nose where it doesn't belong? Hmm. Mouths, whoo, they are deemed the creative, but a whole lot of other things as well. The mouth gets us in trouble. The mouth of hell devours the wicked, but the mouth also articulates our heart's desires and just slap a big old x-rated sign on the lips. Mouth, large mouth, small mouth, so what kind of mouth does your character have? If they have a large mouth, are they essentially a, a big mouth? Or do if they have a small, vo- a small mouth, is it because they have no voice? Here are some phrases for mouth. Keep one's mouth shut. Born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Potty mouth a bad taste in someone's mouth, run off at the mouth, butter wouldn't melt in their mouth, all mouth and no trousers, hand in mouth, big mouth, put your foot in your mouth and look a gift horse in the mouth. So what kind of mouth are they going to have? What kind of lips will they have that will indicate or provide irony for the character or even for shadow perhaps? bit of their personality. That's the fun with creating characters. You can you can make them any way you want. The tongue. I'm not going to stick out my tongue. It's symbolic of speech. We see this the mouth and the tongue so frequently in a lot of poems. The use of the word tongue is symbolic for speech or the ability to have a voice. It's the visible manifestation of the spoken word. Teeth we see this in poems as well, are symbolic of animalistic strength and aggression. For example, Agrippina, Emperor Nero's mother, had double canines, so very ambitious, and her animalistic strength really was more about just ferocity, right? Long teeth are a sign of ambition. The tongue itself is either a destroyer or a creator and think about, you know, when you're talking, what happens when you, hmm, yeah, okay? So sticking out one's tongue harkens back to the times when the gesture worded off evil spirits. It's morphed a whole lot, but pretty much the same. So here are some tongue phrases. (laughs) Silver tongue, a tongue lashing, a tongue in cheek, sharp tongue, to bite one's tongue, hold your tongue, or a fork tongue. We all really know, know what those mean. So does your character have a super long tongue? Do they have a sharp tongue? And of course that tongue can go with the mouth and everything else. But it's a way to to reveal to your readers perhaps that that, that character has feels that they are allowed to speak, that they have permission in, in all ways to have a voice. The next is the shoulders. That's strength, just strength. Think of Atlas holding up the world. Okay, shoulders signify strength. They signify power. They signify carrying responsibilities. So there's a reason where, you know, when you look on the romance covers and all those dudes have like big, hulky, broad, muscly shoulders, right? Uh, Nothing says power and strength than a big, broad-shouldered dude, right? We never see a guy with like no shoulders or like little narrow shoulders. There's even a book called Atlas Shrugged. Here are some phrases, a shoulder to cry on, head and shoulders above the rest, so that also worked with head, to give somebody the cold shoulder, to have a chip on your shoulder, to be standing on the shoulder of giants, to have a good head on your shoulder. What kind of shoulders will your characters have? If it's a female character, does she have very broad shoulders perhaps showing that she has strength and once again irony trumps all of this and you don't really have to do any of this but it's also a fun unique way or it's not even unique it's also a fun way to add a little extra depth to your characters so before you're writing about that hunky guy or gal think about the size of their shoulders and what that might convey to your readers The next is skeleton and bones. And no, you don't see someone's skeleton and bones. You don't see that, but we're going to discuss it anyway, because I think it's important because there's really a lot you can do with shoulders and spine in particular. Skeletons and bones are usually harbingers of death. Think of that, um, Netflix. I don't know if it was Netflix or bones, right? She dealt with death. Okay. I know that was pretty obvious, but, um, So, bones also symbolize strength, stability, and determination, which is also indicative of the character herself. She had, you know, strength in her intellect. She was a pretty stable person and had a lot of determination to solve the crime. If you look at chakras, the body forces, the body's energy forces align with the spine. Now, you can't really, like I said, you can't see a character's bones, but they can be straight or they can be crooked. Remember the movie, Unbreakable? The villain had really weak bones. Really the weak bones, besides just being, you know, his kryptonite or what made him evil, it was more than just what made it, it, was his moral evil. Okay? A person with strong bones will have moral strength. So here are some phrases, a bone to pick, a skeleton in the closet, a bag of bones, bone weary, Close to the bone skeleton crew to be spineless to stiffen your spine. Think even the way people sit. If you describe a character that's always slumped, okay, you're discussing not their bone so much but their spine. That gives you, like it gives anybody looking at someone who's always slumped, an an indication that perhaps life defeated them or they're tired. So a lot of times when we say they had a curled back or they stiffened their spine, this tells the reader that they either got courage or if they curl their back that they, they're kind of withdrawing. The next is limbs. Now, limbs are balance and movement and also good luck. I guess because if you have balance and movement, perhaps you have good luck. Arms are a symbol of strength, power, protection and justice. Think about it when somebody hugs you, when you push somebody away, when you hold something. So what kind of limbs is your character going to have? There was a a book called, very very ancient book in Germany uh, called Effie Briest. very popular there. It's like what they have to read in high school and the one of the characters, one arm that's shorter than, than the other, it was actually like the villain. And so you knew he wasn't a fair dude. Like you knew he wasn't a good guy. Even though he, the arms were, um, his shorter arms was a result of an accident. You realized he wasn't even handed. He wasn't even handed. So there's a lot of things you can do. Think about the Hunchback of Notre Dame, either the real one, the official one, or the Disney version, which are I think vastly different in how they portrayed the Hunchback. So here are some leg or limb phrases, a leg over, without a leg to stand on, to go out on a limb, an arm's length away. Think of how those limbs, are they going to be strong and straight and sturdy and well-defined? Are they going to be stocky? That will all indicate, because it's your character, how reveal more about that character. The next is hands. Hands command, they protect. They bless. They bestow. They pledge. They symbolize strength and power. They teach. They heal. There's, of course, the omnipotent hand of God. And there's the Hamza hand that's used as a protective talisman by Muslims and Jews to protect against the evil eye. Hands. We use those all the times when describing character. So how are your character's hands? Are they large, which if they would have large hands, I would assume that they are very perhaps generous. Or are they used for beating somebody? So these are things that you can play with when you're describing your character. And once again you never want to do something like go into that whole paragraph description of their body, but you can say things like their large strong hands and that gives you an indication perhaps of their strength. Because remember, hands can give, but hands can also take away. So you can have a lot of fun with hands. So there's a lot of hand phrases. There's the upper hand, there's a hand up, there's on one hand, there's close at hand, there's ex- some there, to experience something firsthand, having your hands full, give me a hand, lend me a hand, wash your hands of it, know it like the back of your hand, a hand-me-down, second hand, in good hands, have a hand in something, tip your hand. That's a lot of hands. So you can see that's something you can really play with in your in your novels for your characters. And you might remember back in um, with Julius Caesar when Mark the play and Mark Anthony Mark Anthony shakes the hands of the conspirators and his hand then becomes red with blood from Caesar's blood when they stabbed him. By putting that blood on his hands he told them and he didn't have to say it is that I'm with you in this venture. So a very symbolic act so when you have hands whether they're you know curling into fists or they're shaking, or they're quivering, these are things that you can add more, reveal more emotion and character depth. There's also gender specific body parts. Early man was super, super obsessed with particular body parts. Wait a minute, we still are super obsessed. Anyway, a male's body parts were always about strength, power, and virility. And the females are always about regeneration, fertility, procreation, and the miracle of birth. A Lot of things you can do with that. So depending on what you're writing, is they a full-figured gal? Are they lean? It's going to indicate, it can indicate none of this. Remember, this is all on you to figure out what you want to do, um, but it can indicate, reveal more about your character. Feet, feet is the next body part. They are mobility and independence. They're rooted or in touch with self and nature. Think about your foot being on the ground. A barefoot touching of the ground is a link to the divine earth, and amongst bare feet signify their vow of poverty. In Asian cultures, feet are considered unclean, so it's wrong to display the soles to another. Feet are always like a solid foundation. Washing another's feet is a symbol of hospitality and humility. We see this mostly as humility and the Buddha's footprint found at the Buddhist temples indicate the Buddha's presence. He left his footprint. Here are some foot phrases. Cold feet. Back on your feet. Find your feet. Feet of clay. To put your foot in your mouth a foot out the door to get under your feet, to get off on the wrong foot, to get your feet wet, to keep your feet on the ground, to make your toes curl and on your toes, and also ankle deep. Achilles, it was all about the heel. So you can see I didn't touch on every body part, but you can definitely work that in if you want, once again, to reveal their personality, provide irony, to foreshadow. I left a lot of body parts out, so this is just the tip of the body iceberg. It's easy to go online and Google and just type in a body part and the word symbolism and you'll get lots of really cool things. In Asian cultures, um, because I wrote Dragon Lady, I wanted to do the the face shape because there's face reading in, in Chinese culture. Like they look at your face and the angle of your eyes and your forehead and and all of that. And like the angles of of your jaw and if you have a big jaw or whatever. And they will tell you what kind of personality you have. So I wanted to align that, to be part of, you know, with that dragon lady. I wanted to align my characters with those facial types that revealed their character. And whether you knew it or not, it didn't really matter but I did kind of weave it in through the novel when they would mention something about the high forehead and mention something about their personality. So there's lots of fun things that you can do that aren't super obvious but are that are super fun. So if you like this video give it a thumbs up, Um, hit the subscribe button and the notifications button and think about those symbolic body parts. Right on!